Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back to the GG Over Easy Podcast. My name is Blue Westlow. Here is Robbie V. And today we have a very special guest. We have Miss 5000 Watts herself. Fresh Hello. imported in from Japan. <laughs> imported doesn't... Maybe Present not the- imported because she's not from, but she... <laughs> well, she's got the clothing and she has this, this travel experience, so might as well be. Uh, we have Miss 5000 Watts. She is here. She's going to talk to us uh, about what she's been up to. Uh, talk to us about some Destiny... Uh, we talk a lot about, um, uh, some of the new trailers and shows that had just popped up today of all days. Great timing. Uh, yeah. talk a little bit about some Godzilla minus one. Rob really enjoyed it. Best movie of the year. Westmore. I want to watch it. And, uh, we probably talk about a couple other things that I've already lost track of. And then we get into a little Q and a. So if you guys want to hear about all that and more stick around and also you guys are all really cool. Hoggers. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now. All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to GG Over Easy Podcast. Already episode 206? 206? 207. 207. God. We, um, we really are. In today's episode, we are joined by Miss 5000 Watts. Hello. Watts. Only. Thanks, guys. I'm Thank excited to be here. Thank you for joining us today. Thank um, you for inviting me. Podcast master yourself. I know you, you are, uh, you have like three podcasts yourself, it almost feels like. With. Yeah, there's there's a few. We've gone through a lot. We have, of course, DCP main that's been going for since Planet Destiny. What episodes are you guys on DCP? Oh my, you know, I will look it up. <laughs> we oh, also yeah. have See, no like... idea. The intro that Briar does every week is just like, "Welcome to episode." Um, us. You know, had to us. do the intro. It's a tough. It's a tough ask. It is. It's, it's I know. Easy. It's it's a thing where they look at the number and they just immediately forget it. <laughs> But Dude, uh, DCP same. is at 362, and then before oh. that we have Planet Destiny, and I don't know how many that was on when we yeah, left. Redacted. Have you been involved in redacted. every 362 episodes of uh, I have for, for DCP, yeah. That was one that we kind of, we decided that we'd just separate from Planet Destiny, because Planet Destiny was like a YouTube channel, it was like a, a website, it was a whole thing, it wasn't just that a podcast. That was like the Tepsi Saga, kind of, right? Yeah, where, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a guest on there like one week and then, yeah, we just were like, let's just, let's get you as a main host. And then we just decided to make DCP separate from all the other stuff. Nice. Uh, so for some of those that may not know um, or are familiar yeah. uh, with your content, Watts, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been doing full-time content creation for like 12 years I forget. Wow. I think I stopped counting after, and then I'm like, yeah, it's probably around 12. I don't know. I started with a uh, Call of Duty Black Ops One. That was the first one wow. I made content on. Wow! <laughs> Everybody, a everybody's a Call of YouTuber at some point. That's what like, yeah, Dado, Mr. Fruit, you, everybody started with some sort of COD. Yep. So that's when I started. And then I was doing just only YouTube. And then I got into streaming with Titanfall One. But I wasn't like really streaming it because I couldn't figure out my audio problems. And I was like, I don't want to deal with it. So yeah. I didn't I didn't properly stream until Trials of Osiris came out in Destiny. That's when I really started streaming. And from there, I do I obviously play Destiny. Um, but my probably my favorite genre is like Souls games, Love Monster Hunter, uh, all that kind of stuff is my jam. So that's I, uh, a lot of the content you'll find. I'm very scared of Monster Hunter. The, the really the menu, the, the menu really? is very intimidating yeah the menu is I do very get intimidating it. yeah i do like, get I it look at, it looks yeah. really fun but when i look at the menu and people like <laughs> like navigating that i'm like that looks really confusing and scary it's, you know but then but then i see cooking dances happen and I, that it's, looks really it's, fun it's hats doing a little yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of inaccessible in the way that dark soul like like with dark souls it's like dark souls is like you just jump in and you just do it like there is no frill there's no extra Love bells them. and whistles. It's just you go in and get your ass beat. But Monster Hunter, I could see why it's scary because it's like, yeah, 
the same concept, but man, look at all this shit. <laughs> so when you transition from YouTube to uh, streaming, do you prefer yeah. streaming much more as content or did you like the YouTube side more or? Yeah. So when I started doing YouTube, the, the kind of theme of what people did was like commentary videos. Right. So like yep. the gameplay was really was a, a background thing. It was like, here's yeah. the gameplay, but like, we're talking about this basically. No. And then, is. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, it kind of changed to be, it's like, what are people Googling? Right. So it's like guides and tips and all that stuff. And my content on YouTube was much more like community talking about random stuff. And that definitely is what streaming is right for a lot of it. It's like, we're hanging yeah. out, we're playing games. We're probably talking about some other random thing on the side. So streaming definitely fits into more. So what I enjoyed from original YouTube, but, um, I just, I like with YouTube, I like sharing things that I find. Right. So if I do find a build that I find really fun, I'm like, I want to share it with people. Cause I think it's really fun. Um, but yeah, Twitch is definitely my favorite stream. Well, and that's kind of why, um, for those that don't know, uh, know Ms. 5,000 Watts is currently the, um, current creator for, uh, us at content right now. She's actually wearing, uh, her hoodie right now. <laughs> Um, your and. Twitch stream and your, hey, um, your Twitch community seemed kind of like the perfect kind of, and like the lamb squad, it just seemed kind of perfect to try and fit everything in there. Um, yeah. so, um, I hope you enjoyed the drop and everything that came with it. Cause your hoodie, no offense, blue or anything like that. I really love the like inspiration I, behind it. I like thought the, the, I thought the typography based, uh, content patch was super gas. So yeah, <laughs> it is really cool. Big shout out to Mike who is, uh, in the channel right now, listening. Um, yes. he absolutely did a great job and I love your, um, your plushie. Uh, it is so cute. They're um, adorable. I, th I think it I looks really them. good. Um, big shout out. So um, in the link just, uh, below, you guys can still find it probably will be the last day um, to get all this in. Uh, so big shouts out to Mike and the people at content for hooking this up. We really hope you uh, liked it, Watts, because I, I really love it. Enjoyed it. it. Good. And I love it so much. The They're perfect. Part. They're perfect. They're so cute. Also, <laughs> I don't want to gas up Rob, but Watts, I'm sure you agree. Rob runs, a, Rob runs a pretty wicked ship over at content. And this dude yeah. is so humble about it. He's just like, yeah, just make something cool. He throws it to them. He's like, how does this look? And then Mike is insane. And then Rob's like, oh no, man. Like I just didn't really do anything. It's like, all right, big I guy. I literally just have Mike and everyone else kind of do everything. And I kind of just, you know, you know, I'm the guy in the captain's quarters. That's like, do this. And everybody, you know, I just have a good crew. You know what I mean, that's, Kind of what it comes down to so oh, it was super smooth out. it was yeah. so smooth and so much fun to work on everything and like everything you guys brought i was like that's great looks perfect so uh you recently um went to a trip to japan I and did. i am extremely jealous because i would love to do something oh, like that same um, so do you bad. mind giving us kind of a glimpse or kind of a, a summary of your trip have you ever been yeah. before was this your first time how long had this been planned yeah um, so man we this was i think the fourth or fifth time that we went um wow and we initially planned to go la no this January, but Bella, my cat, got sick around mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. 
So we were like, we're really not sure if we're going to be able to go in January. So when she started getting better, we kind of just like, not on a whim, but pretty quickly planned something because we did want to go back to Japan. We hadn't been since, you know, like pre-COVID. So yeah, we kind of put something together. We had, it was two weeks. It was one week in Tokyo and then one week in Osaka. And we wanted to spend more time in Osaka because we hadn't spent a lot of time there. It was always like a day or two days or something like that. So that was the plan of splitting things up. And it was it was so good. It was That's really awesome. great, especially uh, as uh, in Tokyo, like we were staying in Shibuya and all of the Jujutsu Kaisen stuff now is like the Shibuya arc. So there's like so much oh. stuff about like I just took, I took a picture of Shibuya and I was like the Shibuya arc. I just tweeted that out. <laughs> and I think that was like the highest engaged tweet I've had in forever. I'm like, it's literally just <laughs> You just mentioned something to the weebs and they go crazy. Are you a, are you a manga reader or an anime enjoyer yourself? Um, or? Yeah, so I watch a lot of anime. With with manga, I try to read manga that's not gotten an anime yet. Just because okay. I find that the way my brain works is if I know if something's coming up or going to happen, I'm just like, when's it happening? When's it happening? Yeah. Is it going to happen? Is it happening? <laughs> and I can't just like enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. So if I choose to watch an anime, I'm like, I'm just going to keep it watching anime and then i'll read something that i'm not watching <laughs> yeah so um would you say so out of your uh total like japan trips would you say like the osaka trip is probably your favorite part of any time you've been there or is the yeah yeah it's so, so we did something really special this time which we went to a concert and it oh. was for an artist the way that it all came around was really crazy because it's like one of my favorite artists they call creepy nuts um, I know the name's great. It's a good name. And, uh, great band it was, name, yeah. It was strange because I, I was just listening to them. We'd planned to go to Japan and I just Googled like Creepy Nuts concerts because I was listening to their music yeah, and they were like... in Osaka the time that we were in Osaka. And I was like, oh my God, we have to try and go. Uh, but this whole thing was like, it was, it was an adventure because in Japan, mm-hmm. They don't really like resellers and they make it, a lot of websites make it really difficult if you don't live in Japan to get ch- yeah. tickets to anything. So yeah. you needed a Japan phone number, a Japan address. I couldn't use the hotel, any of that information. So we had to get Tomo, my husband's uh, family's SIM cards because you needed a physical SIM card to get a oh. phone number. Oh my God. <laughs> so we're like scrambling for phone numbers. And uh, the way the ticket works is actually really interesting because they send you this ticket and you can't screenshot it or anything and send it to anyone because that ticket changes an yeah. hour before the show starts. Mm-hmm. So it's just a blank page and it's got a circle on it. And then when you get to the front, someone like with their finger does a circle on the circle. And then it like goes to another website to say, yes, this is a real ticket. Wait, what? <laughs> it's so they live in a different so world, compl- man. I swear. Like it's so complicated. It's so complicated. So <laughs> the fact that we were able to go to that concert was crazy because this one website is just one that all foreign people are like, I can't get tickets there. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but that concert was incredible. It was so awesome. good. Does Definitely your my favorite speak Japanese. He does. Yeah. Thank goodness. Okay. I was going to say that must make it a little bit easier to kind of get it yourself does. around and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially like, navigating I would love something, to do something like, that. like that, like going, going yeah. to a country like that, but I'm always really afraid. Like, I don't like, I don't know if like they really like 
tend to English speakers in, in some countries and, you know, going there and just being like, I'm totally lost. I don't know where to go. Like just, just if a you scary go, situation. If you go to like Tokyo, Osaka, all those places, like just speaking English is fine. Mm-hmm. So you should be good as long as you're trying not to, to go to the countryside or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's when it might get a little tricky. But even then, like, it's amazing how much body language can portray or just like pointing at things on a menu or stuff like yeah. that. It, yeah. You can get a lot well, done there. Um, glad you had a, a great time in Japan. Oh, this so kind of segues into something I'm going to talk about. Um, yeah. So there's a movie that just came out uh, yesterday, I believe, technically, oh, was it yesterday? Uh, that I believe is the movie of the year and that Ooh. everybody, after they listen to this podcast, need to get up and go support this movie because it truly <laughs> is, I think, the movie of the year. Uh, Godzilla Minus One uh, mm. came out yesterday, and I will give my spoiler-free review. It's the best movie I've ever seen, the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. Please go and see Really? It. Yes, it is. Wow. It is truly, like, it's by Toho. Um, so, and they do, they did a really good job with Shin Godzilla. And Shin Godzilla is hard for me to recommend because it's a little different than other Godzillas. And, you know, the, the monster Godzilla looks a little different throughout the movie. Um, it genuinely is one of the best disaster movies i think i have ever seen um they nail what like western godzilla movies could never do which is like make you care about the story not exactly about godzilla but just like about humans and the human element of godzilla movies and stuff um i won't go any more into detail but the action scenes were incredible um, to find out they only had a budget of 15 million when like our Godzilla wow. movies have like a budget of 200 million. Jesus. Um, it, it truly is like one of the best disaster movies I have ever seen. If you like Godzilla in any capacity, uh, please do yourself a favor and go see. Them. Um, yeah. yeah. From what you from what you've said and what a kind of what I've heard is that, like you said, they do a really good job of the human story. Yeah. And that is something that is missing a lot. And it makes sense because, like, you have this massive monster destroying towns. Like, yeah. there should be some kind of human story behind that. Um, so, yeah, I've heard that the human characters were done really, really, really well, which you don't get a lot of the time. Yeah, you never do. Blue, are you a big... You're, when King Kong Godzilla, I know oh, we got dude. into heated debates about... I stand Godzilla, Godzilla, dude. Okay. <laughs> I stand Godzilla. So I do want to see this soon because uh, I've seen... I've seen them all. All right. I, I am a, I am a Godzilla stand. So yeah, yeah. I need to see uh, it. I, it sounds great. It, it truly is like, I mean, Oppenheimer was like my favorite movie of the year. And like, I swear this, like just not blew it out of the water, but like, I just enjoyed it so much more. Um, you know, when you, when you watch a movie like that, a disaster movie and the human element in it is like, yeah. like tragic, but like redeeming at the same time. It was, it was awesome. Like, so do yourself a favor. If you are a Godzilla fan or a disaster movie fan, um, do yourself a favor and go see this movie as fast as you can. I want to see it. Yeah. Cause I, I saw, I think I saw a comment on a trailer that was like, this is the first time I've actually been afraid of Godzilla. Cause normally it's just like, he's so cool. Look at him doing yeah. cool stuff. He's like an anti-hero and kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. like for some reason likes us humans. Right. Yeah. But this was like, I, we actually fear the arrival of Godzilla. Uh, and that was the bro, first time. It, so, absolutely. He is a terrifying, uh, just uh and like the symbolism of godzilla you know because if 
you know about the lore of Godzilla, like the original idea behind Godzilla was like nuclear war and that type yeah. of thing. And that, you know, uh, Godzilla was a symbolism for the atomic bomb uh, for the original 1950s movie. Um, and there is a lot of like just references to that and a lot of symbolism around that as well and survivor guilt and all that kind of stuff. And it truly is like a tragic redeeming film. It's not perfect by any means. There's still, mm. you know, tropes that come along the way, but like the movie, the action scene, the story is so good that you kind of are like, ah, let it slide, you know, like it's fine. That's okay. That sounds, um, sounds incredible. So speaking of good content, um, I believe we actually got some des decent Destiny 2 content uh, we yesterday. Made it. Yeah. We actually, the dungeon team <laughs> actually kind of snapped uh, yesterday. They did. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to explain uh, your side of it, Watson, how you enjoyed it or? Yeah. So this dungeon is like the thing that I found it so, so incredible about it is that it is very Dark Soulsy as a dungeon. Um, they have like mimic chests. They've got um, you get put in a jail, which happens a lot. They've got. Uh, how long like, were you in that jail for? Okay. We actually were not in there for very long. Okay. Because someone, someone on our team noticed that there was a, a number that they could see from their cell oh really quickly. Dude, I'm so mad. <laughs> Please continue. The number but I'm got so everybody. Mad. Uh, so they noticed it really, really quickly. So they were like, well, let's think about it. The freaking thing goes either counterclockwise or clockwise, right? So, but this is probably saying that there's X amount of circles that need to go clockwise or counterclockwise. So we just shot them until, you know, is it clockwise? Is it counterclockwise? And then, yeah, we were out pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, like it it kicked a lot of ass. <sighs> yeah, yeah, what happened to you? Yeah, I'm, we'll, we'll explain the jail. Okay, so, yeah, so with okay. the jail, I'm like, I'm like, guys, I need context clues here. Like, do you guys see what's in your cells? Like, let me know. I'm going around. I'm like, I don't see any context clues. I'm desperately looking. I'm like, boys, do you guys see anything in your cell of value? And so we're sitting here for like 10, 15 minutes doing nothing. 15 minutes go by and I'm like, and Rob was like, I don't know, like they're just, they're just my skeleton, bud has like a, has like a tally or something or like, I'm just like, bro, it's been now, 15 minutes and you couldn't tell me that there was a tally next to your skeleton. Uh, to be fair, I thought the skeleton was just saying how long he had been there. And how long, you know, I thought it was just kind of like, hey. And I went back to Rob's stream. And I went back to Rob's stream. And the tally's glowing. Mm. And I'm like, are you kidding me, man? And I'm, of course, I, of course, of course, I'm in the one cell without a tally. Me too. Yeah, I was in the one cell that didn't have anything. I was like, I can just see a, a freaking flash that I can shoot. That's all. Yeah, I exactly. Me and Mr. Fruit are, are riffing <laughs> off each other and just basically going off prison rules. And, you know, like we're staying in here forever. And Blue's like, just look mm -hmm. for context clues. And eventually I'm like, yeah, there's like a like a tally mark five on the ground. And Blue's like, what did you just say? And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> and then Fruit and then Fruit for the longest time is like, uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing in my cell. So, uh, I we mm -hmm. luck out because my yeah. thought was, oh, okay, it's um we have five of them have to be rotating in one knot, which, right. which, I mean, you know, a pretty decent first guess. We got insanely yeah. lucky because we just shot them and then shot the latch and we got out. 
yeah. with no idea. <laughs> no idea of how to talk wise thing. Like no clue or anything. And so then I go to Fruit Cell and he has a tally and he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to be honest. I did not see that. And I was like, there's only one thing in your cell and it's that. Are you kidding me? So I was To be fair, his wasn't lit up, I don't think. That's Cap. Think his was lit up. Because he didn't even notice it. So he doesn't even know. Yeah, true. I was um, mad, but it was still yeah. pretty funny. Uh, it so, got a lot of people yeah yeah when you go past the jail section as well like you said watts it's very dark Soulsy. you go through like almost kind of like a castle fortress type of thing yeah um, you've, you've got mimic chests everywhere yeah the mimic, cool. and then we got to the room where it's like six chests and yep. you gotta like pick the right one and thankfully enough i picked the right one first try uh mm. so that was uh Favorite. yeah it was just a lot of fun man it it it's kind of weird that like this seemed way more thought out than the last raid that we kind of got mm. um, in Destiny. Um, I think it was, I, I think it was a lot of fun. The dungeon team really snapped. It kind of gave me that almost that like sail in the wind or the wind in my sails type of thing with Destiny, where it's like okay, th like there is still like it still can be fun. I thought yeah. the encounters were challenging and like fun. You know, the add density was there. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. Like, um, you know, thinking about how Bungie used what they have in Destiny to create this like storming the castle experience is really cool. Like the first boss that teleports you into a, a little jail cell and you have to get out. I thought that was really cool. I was like, wow, yeah. that's awesome. I yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed all of it. And the exotic that you get from there is silly i don't it? no i don't I, i'm oh, okay. very mad like, about wow. it. Like, i'm very angry about it i did the i did the whole quest to pick up all the bones so i have a higher chance of getting it and then i did another run and nope i didn't get it i'm saying it, it's like that weird like crossbow like pistol yeah. thing, right yeah it's a crossbow sidearm that it when you shoot two bullets into someone it like leeches leeches health off of them and then if you, I think it's if you hit two, it grants you devour. And then the catalyst is if you have devour, the shots weaken as well. I got so the, um, I got the new sidearm archetype, um, which yeah. is really cool. And I got actually a decent roll by blue standards. Um, and, you know, I got a sidearm. I was like, great sidearm. But blue and Christian were like, hey, that's actually like a new archetype. And it's actually one of my it favorite is. guns. Like it's, it's actually cool, right? super fun to shoot like does a ton of damage like i was yeah. really i really liked that archetype but it was really i saw some stats uh on twitter where people were doing like damage testing with the new rocket sidearm compared to like just other specials and they're like this thing kind of blows other specials out of the water which was it was doing a ton hear. of damage it does like, a lot yeah yeah it like it was cool because like it, it takes a while for the rocket to travel too. So when I was shooting yeah. the last boss has those eyes. Yeah. The rocket would just kill it in one shot. So I could like shoot it and then like do like almost like a Kovacs aimbot training thing. It was really <laughs> fun just to kind of do that. What did you think of the, the dungeon as a whole blue? I thought it was dope. I think this is probably my favorite dungeon uh, they released in a couple of years. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just, it was like the mechanics were fun, but not intrusive to the point where it was annoying to do. Um, there's just so I love dungeons that have wicked ass ads, like just like tons of ads to kill the mechanic yeah. to get to DPS phase was really cool. I think my favorite part though, was the fact that, um, getting to the DPS phase on the final boss 
was so sick and the the fact that like you're going up a spire to do dps and the fact that like like it's platformed in a way that you have to like travel up it to do dps was super sick um i love the i love the spires or the 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 brazers or whatever according to fruit the the oh yeah 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 the viking funeral pyres or whatever yeah um the concept of like having having the cold be a mechanic of the fight was sick i don't know i just feel like they got pretty creative with this one and maybe it wasn't the most difficult dungeon but i would take a creative and fun dungeon over like a just a dungeon that was like oh these mechanics got to be hard you know what i mean so I don't know this one was this one just felt really special to me and there's something special about like being so grounded and them like doing such a good job of having such a local like a localized dungeon still feel so like fascinating and like awesome and like god I want to see more of this place type feel yeah whereas like in under other dungeon it's like wow like this is super sci-fi futuristic distant pat like distant future type vibe but this one was just very we're going through like an old dilapidated fortress and it's sick yeah and it's cool i loved I it what, i i thought it, i think it's probably my favorite dungeon since um <laughs> we've had we've had a couple dungeons since then. It, it's my favorite dungeon in quite a while it's definitely a top yeah. three for me yeah, I, what I really exactly. liked about the DPS phase on the last fight is like you could sh- like the eyes would come back, but like if you shot the eyes, you could extend the DPS phase. So your DPS phase was like dependent on like how good you could shoot those eyes and stuff like that. Like if you shot the tether and um, it like tethered all the little eyes, so you could extend the DPS phase like past like what it would like normally be. And like oh, the DPS phase stopped here. Let's move on over to the next one. It was like. No, like you could like make it last a little bit longer if you shot the eyes quicker for this phase. And it, it was just a lot of fun. I think by far my favorite dungeon I've ever played in Destiny. Um, I, I could not name you other d- dungeons off the top of my head. I know the bell one. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the bell one because at the end of the fight, you know what you're doing with the bells the whole time. And then you get the yeah. last fight. It's a complete opposite of what you've been doing with bells the whole time. So I really liked how it kept that same mechanic and just kind of grew upon the mechanic throughout the whole dungeon. Um, and like yeah. you said, it was a lot more creative and fun rather than like, I don't know, just a big health sponge that has a difficult like logo emblem type like idea behind it. Um, it was yeah. a lot of fun. It was super creative, like Blue said. I, I think they they really did a great job of just finding something new to do in Destiny with a thematic that we haven't seen very much. and. Uh, mechanics that we haven't really seen and and really making it fun so i would love to just like keep running the dungeon because i'm like sure it's fun you can do it pretty quickly and i think that as as much as we love like ghost of the deep was super cool the first time you did it because you're like traveling through this crazy big area and you're going underwater and you see a, a whale and like it's super cool but in terms of replayability it's like ugh. All right, I want to walk faster. Like, I get it. I'm underwater. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm underwater. Exactly. I get it. Like, I, get I get it. it. The witch is there. Yeah. yeah, she's shimmying. I know. It's great. I love yeah. it. It's, yeah. So this one is has, I think, a lot better replayability. Yeah. I, I mean, like, even I was like, after I was done with it, I was like, I want to do, like, a second run. But, like, yeah. But I, don't, I don't know. Do I want to ask if people want to do a second <laughs> run type of thing? Like, is Destiny back? Uh, but 
pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've all been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up, it's about switching it up. Fume takes your bad habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning, flavored air device that just does that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. I love how this thing looks. It's beautiful and real wood. The shape of it is so cool. And I look cool using it. So if you want to be like me and break your bad habit, start the year off right with the good habit by trying fume.com slash GG and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off whenever they use the code GG to help make starting the good habit that much easier. So make sure you guys check it out in the description. Try fume.com slash GG. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Really excited to kind of, uh, with that dungeon, hopefully we see, I mean, I don't know if we'll see anything kind of like that until Final Shape, on Saturday. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that gives me some sort of hope for Final Shape, you know, that, you know, there is this kind of fun activity and that the dungeon team is snapping. They are. And They're snapping. Ho- yeah. Hopefully the, uh, the other uh, teams, you know, snap off like that. There is also something in Destiny that I think we should talk about. Uh, it's no longer in the store anymore. Mm, um, yeah. And I know Blue had an interesting take on the Destiny 2 starter pack that uh, I thought was. That was a no, no, no. <laughs> you don't want no. what? What, Blue? Rob, t- when I- so when we started. Were you trolling? I was absolutely trolling. Come on. Oh, okay. When we started oh, the dungeon. What's this interesting thing? When we started the dungeon, I like, I did this little bit at the beginning of our dungeon run where I was like, I was like, oh, dude, baby, I'm Bungie's number one defender, baby. Like all these people on Twitter, like they're being way too hard on them. And then Rob was like, cause I, cause I had leftover silver. So I bought the, 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 the Witcher stuff. Witcher. Yeah. And I'm and I was mostly like, oh dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna layer it like I just bought this baby. And I was like, dude, so dude, gotta support the Eververse microtransactions, baby. And so and so <laughs> Rob at the start was like, oh dude, you know what's crazy is that that them pulling that uh starter pack and so I don't I so I try to lay it on pretty thick. But sometimes Rob takes things real literally. So I was like, I don't know, dude. man. I feel like people were way too harsh on that starter pack. I, like my, my my neck snapped. I was like, "What?" I was like, "I don't know, man. I feel like people were way too hard on the starter pack. Like I thought it was a good deal. I'm laying it on way thicker than I am now. Like I'm <laughs> I have my num- yeah, bungee was... number one defender cosplay <laughs> on. Yeah, and Rob took it seriously. Cosplaying. Obviously, yeah. yeah, the starter pack is so gas. I think the starter pack is the fact that Dado got taken down is honestly a crime against humanity because it was so good. <laughs> you get free materials. 
you get two areas. exotics yeah. that are meta exotics. Sleeper is the best weapon in the game. And then I can't even remember the other exotic, but but the, but it's probably gas. So yeah, Traveler's Chosen and Ruinous Effigy, is that it? The only reason why I brought it up is because I was upset that I had not bought it because now it was like a collector's item. I don't know if you can right. get those ghosts or the ship in any sort of kind of way. <laughs> I'm sure like Destiny or Bungie will probably release it in the store at some point. Um, as, But like only 400 people have that ship now and stuff, including Dado because Leopard gifted it to him. That's true. Uh, yeah, so that was why I brought it up that I was kind of upset that I had not bought it just for the fact that now it's like a collector's type of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Dado react that way about anything before. And that, yeah, yeah that, that was that was crazy, crazy to see. Well, I don't I don't think it was just Dado's video, but Dado's video was definitely like the like the. The, the straw that broke the camel's back type vibe because I, I know they were already getting so much bad publicity from the starter pack because yeah. I mean they already got really bad publicity from letting you buy this season like the battle pass from the start of the season right like yep. buy through it so in that way you know that is also basically buying uh like materials and weapons but it's you know it's that that that's that one's a little more gray because the battle pass people can get it anyways. Right. Yeah. But this was like um, straight up, like this was so bad. This, this was, was just blatant. like, I, cause we say all the time to Bungie that you need to have a better way to get players into the game. Right. Because yeah. if you load up the, the store just on steam right now and you look, you're like, I'm a new desk. I would love to get into destiny. And you see $409 for all of the DLC. There's 14 options for you to pick from. You're Crazy. like, what do I do? Yeah. And adding another thing to that and then calling it the starter pack. And, you know, when you're a player who you don't really know anything about the game, Nothing. you normally do look for starter packs yep, because yep, that's yep, yep, what's yep. supposed to get you started. But like right now, I know that this is on sale, but you can get like the Witch Queen for just under 10 bucks. You can get Beyond Light for under eight bucks. You can get Shadow Keep for like six bucks. So all of these things give you actual content where you can get those exotics. You can get the armor. There's raids, there's campaigns, and they're all cheaper than what you can get in the start. Yeah, I, I know it's all on sale right now. Let me look right now. It's so you crazy can buy because you can bucks. Yeah. But with the sale right now, you can get all of the actual current content for like I think it was like seventy three dollars or something. Yeah, which Life is like how much? Forty bucks, Witch Queen ten. That's how much it should cost after yeah. like once the content has passed. Because like Agreed. literally every other MMO, you get all the content before it, and then it's the new X pack that is the the full price thing, right? So yeah, it's it's just such a strange disconnect because they're like, how do we get more people into the game? But then you definitely have, definitely without a doubt, I, I, I have no doubt, you have upper management, like, but then we can't get that much money out of new players when they come into the game. It, right. it kind of it just smells like they're not confident in their product enough to think that, oh, well, new players aren't going to stick with this. We need to get as much money up front as we can. Right. Which is, like... which is such a such a it's not even a double-edged sword like you're just stabbing yourself 
by it's very asking a player to pay that much money up front to play your game. I mean, to get into Destiny, it's it's one of, if not the most expensive. I, I mean, it's one of the most expensive entry asks yeah. of any of any game up right now. And I love Destiny, yeah. but it doesn't have like the content level of like subscription based games. But it's way easier to get into subscription based games because you right. pay the upfront, which is yeah. usually like, you know, 40 or 60 bucks. And then you pay a sub, which is like even like a full year of, a, of an MMO sub is is you would have played the game for the full year because if you pay that sub, whereas with Destiny, it's like, no, nah, can you just pay the 400 upfront? It's like, dude, that is wild. And it is just so bad. Yeah. It's they need to I don't I don't know why they haven't done this because I'm sure this would sell more because as of right now, like we have people if you stream Destiny at all, if you have any friend that's ever come and talked to you and been like, Oh hey, you play Destiny, I've thought about getting into it. They're all oh. like, What do I buy? What do I do? I don't know. It happens so often that you would make more money, I think. I now I have never worked in marketing or <laughs> any of that, but I feel like you would make more money if you just made a pack that was like New players start here. This is everything you need to like play a campaign. It's going to give you a raid. You can experience all of the stuff that Destiny generally has to offer. Yeah, and then yeah. you can filter them or funnel them into, well, maybe you want like the dungeon key now because these dungeons are really dope. Or maybe you want this other campaign because you get this other raid and you get a whole new story to play. It's just, it's crazy to me. It's, it's one of these games it. that would so truly benefit from actually having a free to play system. Because right now, yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to defend the free to play moniker that they want to push. When in reality, it's free to try. It is. It's like a demo. Yeah. It's a demo, yeah. and and this game would benefit so much from old expansions being free. Like, yeah, you don't have demo. to make you yeah. don't have to make Witch Queen free. You don't have to make. I mean, obviously, Life Falls the current expansion, so they're not going to make yep. that. Like, they're not even going to discount that, which is understandable. But it's like, it's like there's several expansions of content in the game right now before Witch Queen. You can have that be the free to play experience, and then suddenly people want to buy a Witch Queen and Life Fall. Boom! You've just actually converted people into not just playing the game, but they see something cool in the microtransaction store. You have several PlayStation collabs in your store still. People are going to be like, yeah. that armor's sick. I want to buy it. Uh, dungeon keys, like Watt said, people are going to want to buy, which I hate the fact that there's dungeon keys. But nonetheless, <laughs> if you want to make money, the dungeon keys are right there. And then if people get caught up, then they're like, oh, wow, now I'm an endgame. Now I want to buy the season pass that makes them their current money. So it's like, I don't know, man. It, it's just... It almost feels like with the way management seems to be working at Bungie, it's always like, how do we make a quick buck now to cover right. the next couple of months versus how do we make a long-term impact on our, you know, for our studio? It just kind of feels like, how do we make a quick buck now so we can impress Sony right now? But it's like, <laughs> man, like, I don't think you guys are even doing that. Like, things aren't like... Yeah, it, it it's like, just it, a, needs a different structure. It just like the game, the game is impossible to recommend to new players. 
It's, it's yeah. impossible. I never do. Like it, I've had like my cousin is like, hey man, I really want to get like into Destiny. Like where do I start? And I literally go, I have no clue. Like I, yeah. I we zero. none of us have any idea. If, I've been like, doing this. I've been I've been on the train. It's like telling someone to jump onto a moving train. I don't know how to jump onto it, man. I've just been on it the whole <laughs> yeah. time. All right. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Like we just buy the the expansion that comes with the annual pass every year that covers everything. It's got the dungeon key in there. It's got the pass. It's got the deal. So I don't know what you do to get in. I think the best thing, like they had a, um, I think it was the the legacy collection or something like mm-hmm. that, that had like uh, Beyond Light, Shadow Keep, Witch Queen, and then you could buy Lightfall and the annual pass yeah. and that would cover literally everything. But I don't think you need to get everything right away. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of the thing. <laughs> you don't need to get everything. They want you to get everything right away, though. Yeah, they because do. Because that's how they make the short term. So, Well, the funny thing is, work? like, the Legacy Collection is still $60 in the store, but then you can buy Shadowkeep by itself for $6, <laughs> Beyond Light by itself for $7, Witch King by itself for $10. So Yeah. And you can currently they, get Lightfall and the Annual Pass for 40 bucks, and it's normally, oh, like, 100 man. It's like why it's like why not just Expensive. there be why not there just be like Destiny Legends, the the starter pack, and you mm-hmm. get you get Shadow Keep, Beyond Light, you get the what's left of Forsaken in the game. Uh you get these and then um and maybe I I think Witch Queen should be included in that. But you but you th- throw people like a I already don't like charging for that stuff, but like Still, like you can be like thirty dollars for the in like the base game, and you could treat that as the base game, and you have a lot of content to play for those thirty dollars, and then you people do, yeah. get into, uh, you know, Lifefall. So it's like, I don't know, man. I, you gotta I think convert like, players. You gotta convert. New players would also like benefit from some sort of like daily login like reward or something like that, or something that like makes you feel like as you log back into the game as a new player like oh i got something today that's like some enhancement cores or something so something that like makes you feel like you're progressing and can kind of do some new things it'd be Um, nice if that was in guardian ranks right that like Mm -hmm. as you go through your guardian ranks and and that's supposed to teach you like how to play the game and get into the different content that you get like well here's an exotic because you completed guardian rank two and here's uh here's some upgrade materials just so players at the end of doing their kind of guardian rank stuff before they get to the more hardcore things. They have some weapons that they can mess around with some exotic armors. They can try bills. They have upgrade materials to upgrade all of that stuff. Yeah. Whereas now it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get into. I always say like the, the barrier to entry for destiny for new players isn't high. It's just confusing. Like it's not even like the sense it's not like hard. It's high in the monetary sense. Yes, it's high in the monetary sense, but it's also just confusing yeah. in the sense of like, where do I even start to like kind of play? Like with World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy or like, you know, other MMO type games, you know, there's a pretty linear progression type. Yeah, of system the, the, the barrier to entry is, uh, yeah, play all the X packs that are free. With, <laughs> with Destiny, it's like, yeah, um, there is no new player experience. Hope you buy the right thing on the store. <laughs> There's new light and new light. I don't think it helps much really. Yeah. I mean, that's why like they made new light and then they made guardian ranks because that new light wasn't helping players like actually learn about 
getting into Destiny. It feels like the dev team is like is like working with what they can. Yeah. Because the because the management just will not say you guys are right. We should make some of these old expansions free to play. And they're like, yes, yes, dude, Shadowkeep and Beyond Light free to play. Yes, that would be such a good intro point. That uh, should be a thing. And then management's just like, no, nah, but we, no, nah, but that's so much money we wouldn't make. Nah. It's like, God, why? It's like, how many games have you gotten into where you're like, now I'm into it. You know what? I've been enjoying this game. I've gotten a lot of content for free or for very little. I'm like, you know what? I love The Witcher. I'll buy a set. I like this game. (laughs) This game makes me feel good. You know what? I'm going to commit to it. I feel about League. League got me real good. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, you know, I like yeah. playing League because it's free and then you get the champs and then you get a new champ that you like. And it's like, oh, I'll buy a skin for this champ because I really like this champ. And then like there's 140 yeah. champions. Um, <laughs> that's kind of another kind of the uh, sear off the Destiny train for a while. How long have yeah. you been playing, Watts? For those that don't know real quick. Yeah, I'm in a Discord chat or a Twitter chat with Watts no. and her League gamers. <laughs> the and league they... They are way better than me in every sort of the way. So I'm always way too nervous to be like, yeah, I'll play with you guys. Because every time just I just go play because we're bad. T, she has like 300 CS. I'm like at 120. <laughs> like, it's like you guys are just playing a totally different. How long have you been playing League? Um, So I got into League. At, I think it was the beginning of season three because I oh, watched dang. Worlds. Yeah, I watched Worlds, um, which was season two when Taipei Assassins won. And like, that was a whole hype thing because they were the underdogs and no one expected mm-hmm. them to win. And I was like, this is really cool. I want to try and play it. So I started then. I don't know what year that was. I think that's like 2014, 2013 or something like that. My, let me see. Taipei. Yeah, we, it's like Taipei <laughs> Assassins, right? Yeah, Taipei Assassins won. Oh, world. That was 2012. 2012. So yeah, it would have been 20, 2013. Well, probably the end of 2012 is when I started playing. Yeah. That was a long uh, time. What? Too long. So uh, I noticed you normally, do you ever stream League or make any content around League? Or is League kind of the one game you yeah. have that's free from that? Yeah, so I, way back in the day on YouTube, I started doing some League stuff. I don't, why why did I do that? Who knows? It's the whole thing of like monetize literally everything you do in your life. Yeah. Don't ever have a break or fun. For sure. (laughs) Um, So I, I I stopped doing content on it. I did a stream as part of, when we did the GCX charity stream, one of those incentives was I'll stream League of Legends. So I streamed League as part of that, but I had, I, it generally is like a thing that I just do in the evening with the buds. It's an offline thing. I think it's actually really important for continuing to enjoy games as a whole. Cause I see a lot yeah. of content creators be like, I don't know if I really like games anymore. And I'm like, yeah. are you playing anything offline? Just like for yourself, not for exactly. money, yeah, not for content. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think like after years of doing content, I think like I was in therapy and it was, they asked me, it's like, do you even like gaming anymore? Cause like back mm. in the day, like, Gaming used to be like my escape from my job or like the right. real world type of thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden gaming became my real world job type of thing. So it got to the point when yeah. I was just playing a game off stream, I'd feel like shit or feel bad about it. Cause it's like, yep. oh, I could be streaming this and someone could be watching and someone could be having fun. But like at the end of the day, it's still important to like have it be a hobby as well as exactly. something that you do. 
so that's like it was CSGO kind of came uh, like for me for a little bit there. And now it's kind of like League where it's like I don't feel bad for like playing games off stream. Even if I do play that game on stream every once in a while, right. I think it's important, like you said, to still enjoy gaming. Yeah, just like I just want to hop on this game because it's something I'm interested in. It's something I'm having fun with. I'm not like, okay, is this going to be maximizing viewership yeah. and people interest? It's yeah, it's a whole thing that goes along with playing a game for content. That yeah, league is is I'm down to stream it again. Like I like you said, you stream league sometimes, and it still yeah. remains kind of your kind of offline game. So I'd be for down sure. to stream it. It's just a thing that we do try to do every evening yeah. just to hang out with buds and like play game um you're a jungler right or do you play all kinds of roles i so i play i start with i started with support which i think a lot of people do because it's like you can play with a friend in the same lane and they can be yeah. like here's what you do <laughs> you're not alone to just like yeah. figure it out um so i started as that and then um it was when i was playing ranked like way back in the day when i was thinking of getting into jungle and support was always taken. I was getting filled into jungle every <laughs> single game. So I was like, okay, sure. Get someone and then, junk. <laughs> that's, yeah, that just became the the role that I, I definitely enjoy the role the most, even though you get abused the most, but I don't play ranked anymore. So that's what I, I was about have to, to ask. You, no ranked anymore ever. Not, not anymore. Like I always think about getting back into it because I used to go hard with playing ranked. And it was really important was to me. peak? Like um, I think I, I got to plat right before I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> people are people are too mean and these games take too long for me to sit here and be yeah. yelled at. <laughs> yeah. And my day is ruined now. Like, type yeah, yeah. Like, thanks, guys. Now I'm sad. So yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. So I just I stopped doing ranked because it, it's also gotten worse. It was never good, right? People were always <laughs> it was assholes. Never good. <laughs> it was never good, but now it's like people just quit. They immediately start yelling. Like they die once. Yeah. They're like, I'm done. I died one time. The game's over. GG. And I'm like, dude, I don't. It also feels like you're playing a therapist every game where it's like, no, <laughs> come on, guys. It's going to be okay. We can do it. Well, that's what like Christian always talks about. It's like, um, yeah. like if he picks a jungler that someone on the team doesn't like, like, no, don't pick that character. Like, we're going to lose if you pick that character. And then he Damn. picks that character. He's like, well, now I'm just going to throw. It's like, well, you didn't want to lose, but now you're ensuring <laughs> that we lose because now you're the one throwing. And then like, like Christian always talks about, yeah. now he's got to play, you know, the middleman. And like, no, guys, like I'm carrying like we can Seriously. scale type of thing. And it's just it's like, so annoying. So I'm just yeah. like, well, I play with I play with a, a full team in the evening, just chill. If anyone wants to try a new role or a new champion, they can. And it's it's chill and it's fine. Yeah, so, see, so that's why I picked top when I first played, because yeah. know, when I watch League, um, I always enjoyed watching League, um, but I yeah. could like never play it, you know, because you can kind of understand like when you're watching it. Yeah. But like as soon as it gets into a team fight, it's kind of like what's happening like, type. Yeah, like all right, this is all right. cool. <laughs> uh, so when I wanted to play League, I was really afraid of like picking a role that was like very dependent and very team oriented and gangs and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then I heard, hey, with top lane, you're kind of on just your own island and you just kind of yep. do your own thing and just farm. And I was like, that uh, I'll that do one. that. So like, yeah, <laughs> the one that doesn't require me to do a lot of team fight in early game, and I can just kind of you know sit on my island on top like perfect yeah it's good for that it's very good uh so yeah i just kind of curious 
your league uh, <sighs> kind of kind of. I've been playing right? for for a long time, and then I think I've been jungling not exclusively. Like sometimes I want to play Phil and just like sure I'll go play mid and sport and eighty k. I'll play everything a little bit, but jungle is always where I return to. Are you excited when- about the new changes? Uh, that are coming? I am. Yeah. These are the, so for people who don't know that, I think these are some of the biggest changes that they've ever done to a a preseason. Like they're changing the map, they're changing items, Items. they're changing all of the neutral objectives. They're changing so much stuff. And And especially like a jungler role. Cause like now you path (laughs) differently, like it's going to be a totally different it is. It's it's like, lear- and I think that's why I like League a lot and why a lot of my friends like League is that you are never done learning and getting better at it. So there's always Very something true. to work on. So I find that the times that I don't enjoy League is when I'm playing like the same character. I've kind of got it not figured out, but a lot more figured out than I want yeah. to have it. But if yeah. I'm always learning something, then then it's always a, a good time. But yeah, I'm excited for it because those kind of changes really change the game. So I'm I'm looking forward to it new stuff uh speaking of looking forward to some new stuff we got some new teasers today i don't know if any of you guys uh, i don't know if anybody guys saw them uh we got a fallout teaser um which you know i man i'm a little worried about (laughs) fallout because like it it looks good you know but it almost looks like it has that halo kind of oh yeah uh, like potential behind it where it's like it's a video game show but it's not Great, but I could be wrong. The teaser looked okay. I, it, it kept me, it got my hopes up a little bit, but it, it still looks a little weird. Danny, you guys happen to see it? I did. I did see it. Um, I've seen what? a lot of people speaking really positive about it. It reminds me of um, Silo. If you guys have seen Silo, that, that show. That is Mr. Fruit's like favorite show ever. Right, yeah. I, I just simply because you're underground in a bunker and the yep. world's gone to crap. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's really all it is. But I love Silo and I'm always kind of, I'm interested in those stories of post something happen and humans trying yeah. to figure it out. So um, I think Fallout has, it's got really interesting story. It's got interesting worlds. So I hope that they do it justice because yeah. the, the trailer looks good. So yeah, I'm hopeful. Fallout 3, the Fallout series is one of my favorite. Fallout 4, I fell off a little bit, but Fallout 3 is, is seriously one of my favorite games like ever. Yeah. Um, and just like you said, that universe has so like countless stories, like just countless so amount of stories. Um, there's like so many things you can do with that um, IP. So um did you happen to see the fallout trailer blue i did see the fallout trailer and i've never been like the biggest fallout fan so some parts of it did look a little cheesy to me mm. but yeah, it did but i'm interested i always like seeing especially in this era of tv how uh how much people actually care about making video game stories translate well to live action yeah. So yeah. I'm excited to see. I, I, I always love seeing video game stories like do well in TV or movie medium. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be following it for sure. Uh, will I watch it? I think I'll probably try to watch it, but, um, yeah. no, I, you know, I'm always going to, I'm always going to hope they get it done. Pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, 
you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Um, we also got a new uh, teaser for The Boys. Um, Watts, have you watched The Boys? I've watched a little bit, and then I always just end up falling off. Not because I'm not enjoying it. It's just something else is happening. There's always and so much like, watching. There's yeah, always there's so like- much stuff going on. And then I'm like, well, now I feel I need to start from the beginning. And then you do that again, yeah. and then you stop. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I got to do it again. Yeah. But I've, I've always well, enjoyed it. Especially with The Boys now, because I feel in order to watch the newest season of The Boys, you got to watch this new series that they have called uh, Gen V, which right. is like kind of like almost like a bridge between seasons two and I think three or three or four. I don't know which boys season it's on, um, but it looks awesome. Um, if you can watch catch up before the newest season comes out, yeah, maybe that'll give you kind of like a, some sa- uh, wind in your sails to finish it out. Uh, Cause it is incredible. It is one of my favorite, like, comic to tv show like shows ever it's awesome uh did you happen to see that one blue i have seen it and i'm so excited for the boys it's crazy (laughs) because it's crazy because i started watching the boys because fruit was watching it in his like his home theater and and he started watching the first couple episodes and i was like wait this is gas like wait this is awesome and now i'm just obsessed with the boys like it's yeah it all started because of fruit shout out fruit we miss you big guy um, and then I think, which I'm the most excited about, believe it or not, uh, we got a house of dragons teaser We did um, that looked just so awesome. I love the game of Thrones world. And I'm so happy that the house of dragons was like exactly what I kind of wanted after game of Thrones and how that kind of ended. Yes. Um, I'm yes. sure you watched game of Thrones, uh, Watts. I do. Yeah. I, I watch Game of Thrones. I really enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed all the, the politics and the moving pieces are, are really interesting. And of course, we all we all like dragons. That's why we're excited for a season of yeah. The Wish and stuff. So seeing that, you know, you've got House of Dragons, it's all about the Targaryens. The Targaryens are the, some of the most interesting in the world because of yeah. all their their madness and their dragons. It's always a good time. So, yeah, I, I loved House of Dragon. I thought the actors were incredible. They yeah. were all so good. And they just did a really good job with House of Dragon. It it looked yeah. so good. So I can't wait for season two. What about you, Blue? Haven't seen the trailer yet. And Ooh. I did like House of Dragons. Uh, did I think it was maybe a little overrated? Probably a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> you think now it, that it's sad I with bet me. it was like, because how... The poor taste that the last Game of Thrones left in our mouths that it was like, oh my god, this is actually halfway decent. This is the greatest. Thing like, <laughs> I think so. Yes, that's that's where yeah. I'm feeling. I think it's I think it's really good, but um, and I do I do kind of have like a, a little bit of a soft spot because of how uh, it kind of brings back the nostalgia of how pe- of people like loving Game of Thrones. So it feels good, but yeah, I'm. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen the trailer, but um, 
Yeah, I hope it's good. I think I think for me, I'm still a little damaged by Game of Thrones and how bad that finale was. Yeah. So, it was, oh, it made me so sad. I so, was so So I'm still <laughs> so I still, you know, I'm still a little I'm still a little um what's the word I'm looking for? Um, miffed. <laughs> That's not really miffed. It's like, I, I'm, <laughs> like I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm still learning Pissed. to trust. I'm still learning to trust again yeah. with with yeah, Game of Thrones content. Them, so. You just don't trust them. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm at, and I hope I can get there. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm recovering. Um, I get it. I get it. So before we get into some Q and A here, um, we have one last uh, topic to talk about here. Um, Rockstar released a picture um, saying that we are getting our first GTA 6 trailer on Tuesday. Yep. Um, does anybody have any hot takes or anything they want to predict that we are going to see from the trailer? Um, cars. I'll start one. I, cars in there. Okay, I think um, one of the characters we play as is going to be a female lead. I think we will have our first female lead in a rock star and it's going to piss a lot of the people off for some reason, <laughs> but I think it's going to be freaking cool. And I can't wait for this. Why do people not want to play as a hot lady? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm always just like, I want to be the cutest, hottest lady I could be in all my video games. Then they give you Trevor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the last GTA. Yeah. I, really? I, man, I haven't played a GTA. Obviously, that hasn't been a new one for a long time, but I, yeah. I didn't, I got into online a little bit, but then I just never stuck RP? with it. So it's been a long time. No, I haven't done any oh, okay. GTA RP. No. Uh, okay. Yeah, just I when it first came online, and I was like, oh, online, I'll give it a try. I, well, I always talk about this. Like, GTA Online, when it first released back in like 2013, 2014, was what, like, one of the most disappointing online releases of a game. Like, it was ever. really bad. It was so bad bad like the things they talked about that you could do in 2013 like you just could start doing now in 2023 like basically it, it was yeah. it was like one of the worst like things i remember being so disappointed uh from it it didn't um, work for like a, f a week it just it was yeah, not really like, even working for a long time in order to like do online you had to like do this first mission and everybody was trying to load that first mission and yep. it was just <laughs> It was just a fiesta. I remember being so sad and calm about it because I remember talking to friends like, yeah, we're going to have this gang and all this kind of stuff. And we weren't even able to do that until like 2018. And then that was probably when like whatever the RP services where they made their own like private servers and stuff. It's yeah. Just, but I'm hoping with GTA 6 and they kind of like hired and partnered with those uh, those people that it's kind of integrated into the game, and stuff, which is what. Yeah, I'm always down to play a, a GTA story. It's always a good time. So. Yeah. I, I don't know I, what I love the last GTA story. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I liked it a lot. I hope it's um, gas, and I do hope that we get a little bit of a new uh, a shakeup in the character, uh, the main character. That'd be nice. And I would love to see how Madge the internet gets. <laughs> um, I've been waiting 20 years for this. I can't believe it. Anything else we want to touch on before we did a little bit of Q&A from the people? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't, no. I don't think so. We honestly kind of uh, got through it this week. We didn't really... Uh, question here from Space. Uh, it says, favorite Fortnite skin? Uh, uh, I know Peter Griffin just came into the game today. 
I saw that. I saw a, uh, I saw someone who made a music video, one of Eminem's music video. Shake that ass for me. Is that one? Oh, really? Yeah. And it's got Chun Lee dancing. It was great. Uh, it, was, it was a really good video. Fortnite, man. Uh, my favorite Fortnite skin. God. Um, I really liked the, uh, the German skier. That's what I always played as. I like oh. the, like the skier skins and, or uh, the NFL skin because I'm a I'm a I'm a bitch for the NFL. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what? Um. It's um. It was this dude from like season two. It was a, a Ripley versus Sludge. That's what it was. I've I Ripley is my favorite skin, and I've can't get him because uh, yeah. I didn't play during that season and I love that skin but I don't have him now my favorite skin I, that I have is probably I go I cycle through it's tough alright it is tough out here I'd say I my so many I don't even know what my favorite is right now I, I rocked the shit out of Vegeta for months so I think that's the one I okay, still have one. equipped. Actually, right now, I think I have the stranger on from D2, so. Yeah, the D2 crossover. And this is the stranger. D2 skins in yeah, and Fortnite. You can be Ikora. You yeah, can be Zapala, the stranger. Yeah. You got a Puka oh, ghost. that is right. I remember seeing yeah. the Zavala gritty. Uh, that is everywhere. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what was, it was really funny. I did a collab with Fortnite creators as part of that. So I played Fortnite. They played Destiny. And then when we went to the tower, they saw Ikora. They're like, it's the Fortnite lady. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, my it's the God. Lady. <laughs> we live in a society. We live in a time. I was like, oh. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> got my one night out and that's what i'm known for now <laughs> oh speaking of which do you guys get like all of these emails and tweets and messages now asking you hey uh i saw your fortnite account was wondering if i could buy it have no, you guys got I, my god no, i get I those have, all the time I have some OG stuff on there too it's probably gone to be honest i haven't logged in there in forever someone's probably stolen it already I, I, my epic account kept getting hacked by russians like four years ago and it got to the point where like i like i'd be sleeping at night and i'd get like like russian <laughs> text and that and it would have like my authenticator number to type in to like log into my account i would literally my my my, my make my epic password like fuck russia one like and like every and it would no matter what they somehow got into my account every time so it just got to the point where i was sick of it and i just deleted my account and lost all my skin i have like nothing i gotta respect that honestly yeah yeah um walter uh says hey guys long time listener first time patreon supporter uh what was your guys's least favorite school subject growing up and why man did i probably math and not necessarily because of the subject, because every single math teacher I had was just really rude. They were really all rude. assholes. No. Well, I don't know why math makes people angry. No, <laughs> I, 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 I teach math, I'd be pissed off too. I realized <laughs> later on in life, I actually like math, but right? it was my teachers that made me not like math. Yep, they were incredibly unhelpful. They were angry if I tried to ask them anything. So like, I felt like I could never clarify 
anything to actually learn because they're and just uh, like, why aren't you a genius? Already? And I was like, and, and they're like, I know the answer. And like, I would do the answer. They're like, uh, no, you didn't do your work right. And I was like, oh my God. What do you mean I didn't do my work right? I have the answer. There's my math right there. No, you got to show your work correctly. I'm like, no, I showed, I, this is how I always get to my answer. That is math. Yeah, if you have your, this is the th problem with school in general, right? If you have your way of doing something that works for your brain and you get to the right answer, that should be okay. <laughs> no, you got you there wrong. You got there wrong. wrong. It's like the answer's right. How do you tell me I got there wrong? Got there wrong. Um, I would say math, but if we're talking this, like, if we're just talking like a subject, but like yeah. if we're talking a specific class, like English two honors was like my nightmare in hell. Like it was awful. Uh, cause you know, I was in a class with like every valid Victorian my high school had, like, cause everybody had like a 4.4 GPA type shit in that class. And my teacher knew, like, I was like, not the greatest and smartest <laughs> kid in the class. So we would do spelling tests and vocabulary tests. And I'm not kidding you. She would literally like say the word and just stare at me and make sure I wasn't cheating. And it was like, I don't, I, I'm like people that watch and listen to the podcast know how I am with spelling. Um, it was like the worst half a year of my life. It was awful. Why are they, I was why, like, why me back in English. under so much pressure, man. It's like, don't pressure me. I'm trying to learn. Like, I'm doing yeah, my like, best. Your word is croxal defivic. And then she would just like, look at me. Like, I was like, Oh my God. If I'm bad um, at it, it's your fault. You were teaching me. Yeah. Um, uh, Morgulis, uh, says opinions on house of dragons. Okay. We kind of went over that a little bit. Um, Mark Rousset, uh, says Mr. Fruit has been playing lethal company, um, helped with your, Oh, this is a question for Mr. Fruit specifically. Uh, we have a last question here from absolutely is what is your favorite monster hunter? And what is your favorite oh. main weapon? Usually I'm a big bow guy. I'm a bow guy guy. I'm a bow guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bow main too. Oh man, it's just so actually fun story. Well, not so fun. When I was playing Monster Hunter Rise, um, I hooked up my scuff controller to it because when you're playing bow, you're constantly dodging, right? So you're shooting, dodging, shooting, dodging to keep your max charges of your bow damage. And then in Rise, you also have like these super anime moves that you can do too. So it's just a lot of things. So it's like, I want to scuff control. I don't want to use the little Nintendo like, controller yeah. to do this. <laughs> so I think that actually caused me to have some hand pain because in Rise, I'm like, I'm dodging, I'm shooting, dodging, I'm shooting, I'm doing flying in the air. I think it hurt my hands because I was, I was fiddling around with the bow so much. Um, but I love the bow. I feel super cool with uh, how they did the bow in world that you can, you know, it's very, it's very aggressive. You can be very aggressive with the bow. You're no longer sitting all the way in the back and like waiting to draw it all back to do damage. So bow is very fun. You can be aggressive. Uh, in Rise, it was cool that you could cut tails because that was one of the sad points of playing bow in world is that you could cut tails by jumping and slashing it, but not the best way to cut tails off. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I love bows. Did you play as a little cat person or like, uh, or is it only the cat people are the only people that cook for you in that game? Or can cat you be people one of are your cats? friends? You can't be a cat, uh, but they, you, they come along with you. Yeah. Okay. They, that's cool. They, they come along with you and you see them. So there's actually there's some really funny animations at monster. And I think they make it so fun and whimsical, which is good because you're murdering 
animals, you know. <laughs> so I'm yeah, right? like you are kind of <laughs> you're kind of an asshole. Am I the bad guy? Like <laughs> so, but they do little animations like you'll see your cat get on a little a little uh truck or something and then they'll shoot out something a, a weapon or you see them get their cheer sticks and start cheering to give you buffs and stuff. So cats are great. They're throughout the game. Uh, you can name them. So you can name them your cats. Monsonic cats are great. Um, do you know what your favorite monster is in Monster Hunter? Uh, so I think my favorite is actually Namiel, which she first came to Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter World. And I just love her design is so cool. Her armor looked dope. You basically were like a, a jellyfish. <laughs> it turned you into a jellyfish. The armor is also really good for bows, too. Is she like but a yeah, giant I'm, dragon looking thing? Yeah, she's a dragon. Um, she, she's a dragon that's also kind of like a jellyfish. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing kind of like pictures of it now. And I'm seeing yeah. So she gets artists. like electrical under her wings, kind of like a jellyfish. That's a cool design. She's cool, man. She's got water and electricity. And uh, man, her armor is so dope. I felt so cool. You actually kind of look like a Splatoon character. With the armor. Blue, you I got, know like, you got into here. Monster Hunter. Uh, um, what, what did you play? Okay, so so here's the thing. I actually <laughs> never really found a weapon in Monster Hunter that like I oh. really vibed with. And I don't know. Like I tried as many as I could. And none of them just really like stuck with me in a way that I loved. I think the closest I got to really liking one was probably Charge Blade. But even then, I, I, I don't know. I just didn't like feel 100% about it. Now, my favorite. Oh, whoops! I was what my my earphones turned on this video that I had in the background. I hate <laughs> when that scary. happens. Anyways, um, <laughs> when I double click them, sometimes when I double tap them in the wrong way, it'll just turn on this video that I did not mean to yeah. have open. <laughs> so, congratulations, audio listeners! You heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Fuck, where was I going with this? Uh, my favorite Monster Hunter weapon is not in Monster Hunter. It's actually in Wild Hearts. It's the it's called yes. the Karakuri Staff. And Dude. it's so sick because it's like... Alright, there's the thing about me. I am a slut for modular weapons. Like, mm -hmm. weapons that morph and, like, change depending on, like, the situation. Giga Slapper. Like, <laughs> they just... They, they, they just do something visceral to me. And so the Karakuri staff, you'll swap between like a like um like a like a big ass shuriken. You'll morph to a staff. You'll morph to like um uh a, a giant ass Buster Sword. You'll morph into like these claw blades. You'll morph into um a ton of things. You morph into dual blades. It's sick. Yeah. It's so dope. I love morphing it's between so things. And so that was that is the only time I've ever like had a weapon, and I'm just like, dude, this is gas. This is the weapon for me in a Monster you know, Hunter style game. It, Wild Hearts, Wild Hearts was incredible. By the way, Wild Hearts officially came to Game Pass. So are you if you're oh. looking to try a game that's just like super dope dude, combat, please, the please. world is great, it's beautiful, it's so good. And actually, the the Wagasa in uh wild hearts was my weapon and that weapon is definitely because i'm a slut for parrying so 
you put like a parry weapon in the game and it's an umbrella you're pairing with an umbrella so is wild hearts uh, same game of uh, like same branch of monster hunter like they're in the same world or no they're 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 different they're completely different they're same genre of hunting monsters but they are completely different publishers completely Uh, different dev teams so not not related at all this is the the Koei Tecmo dev. So they've done things like the the Three Kingdoms games. They did. They've actually done like quite a few monster hunting style games. It's clear that they really want to make a monster hunting game stick. Um, but yeah, that whole section of devs make things like Neo, all that stuff. So they're very good at combat. Like those dudes know how to make some good combat. Oh. Oh, and they and the character creator in Wild Hearts is way better than it has any right to be for a monster hunting title. It is crazy how in depth you can go. You can make anything. Yep, it's it's it's, it is insane. Wild Hearts play Wild Hearts. Play it. It's so good. It's so so good. Um, well, I actually believe um, that'll do it uh, for this episode of the GG Over Easy podcast. Uh, Watts, thank you so much for uh, joining the podcast today. Thank, thank you for Watts. inviting me. I had so much uh, fun. And don't forget, thank this is the last day of the content. content. Yes. Go pick again, it up. Thank you for allowing content uh, to work with you and your community. We really appreciate it. Uh, yes, They're amazing. Uh, links will be in the description. Uh, description. Uh, please check out Watts' drop today. Uh, support her and. Uh, her community with getting some cute little uh, lambs or a sick, cool hoodie. Uh, Appreciate you guys all checking out the podcast for today. We will catch you guys all next week. Peace out. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.